to know how to sell their home as fast as possible. I'm Charlie, welcome to Moving Home with Charlie and thank you for coming. Your house is worth whatever it's worth, right? Whoever sells it. Uh -uh. Wrong. If you want to find one of these guys, look out for those compassionate professionals. All estate agents are not the same. It is a massive mistake and it's a mistake that will cost you money, not the agents. Your clients are free to just walk away all our clients tonight could watch this and say, take my house off the market. You need to find the least terrible estate agent. But here's my advice on how to price when you're renegotiating. There's nothing else you need. If you've got this 150 quid, that's it, you can move in. Oh, oh. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the Property Press Awards. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Moving Home with Charlie. I'm Charlie. This is Daphne, my third and youngest child, who's just five months old. And she's not going to be with us for very long. Uh, I just had to do a deal. In order for Amory to make me a cup of tea for the live stream, I had to hold the baby for her. And uh, <laughs> so any moment now, I should have a cup of tea arriving um, and I can swap the tea for the baby which is a good trade. Um, now, this is an unexpected last minute live stream because I have had an un unexpected number of private messages today from so many of you who are acknowledging the risk of house prices falling and still wanting to offer on properties that you found. And so that's what we're gonna go through this evening. Say goodbye, Daphne. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Thank you. So um, we're going to do the number one golden rule, the checklist of nine things, and then the seven rules once you're prepared that will bag you your bargain home. So you probably need, I haven't had time to prepare for this, but I have got all of these things jotted down here, but you should have a pen and paper. If you are a buyer that is right now looking at... Um, a property that you'd like to buy uh there's quite a lot to go through here because you don't no one gets a bargain property just easily in being lucky okay it takes preparation and work so that's what this video is about number one and this is the number one gold it's, not, it's the golden rule the golden rule the golden rule that you have to abide by if you want to be in with a chance of bagging a bargain home let's remember Nine out of 10 people do not get bargain homes. Only one in 10 people, roughly speaking, that are buying will get a bargain home. So you've got to be prepared to put in the legwork. And this is golden rule number one. And I guarantee you it pays dividends, but it's time consuming. And the golden rule is this. You must be out physically viewing properties where you want to live, okay? You must be out there regularly viewing any property that comes on that is even close to something that you might want to uh, to live in. It doesn't matter if it's a bit outside your budget. It doesn't matter if you don't think you're going to like it. The purpose of this is twofold. Number one, it is the only way. Read my lips. The only way you can get yourself fully informed on what's happening in the marketplace the way you want to live today because all other information you can find on the internet is out of date 
okay because of the time lag of reporting and everything else there is no other way to get to know the marketplace that you want to live in other than by being out there viewing properties regularly and this the other thing the other reason for doing this is that you will get to know the agents and the agents will get to know you and compared to all the other buyers that they meet they will figure out once you are fully prepared ready to move committed and motivated as a buyer and it improves the chance of them calling you to view a property before it comes to market and giving you viewings over other people and that sort of thing okay so if you're not prepared to, to physically be out there viewing properties then don't bother watching the rest of this video because it's a waste of time okay um you will not bag a bargain if you're not out there viewing properties okay there's no shortcut to that there's just no shortcut to that it is the only way to make sure that you know the market well enough and the agents are taking you seriously enough that you are at the head of the queue when the right property comes along okay so that's number one and it's amazing i've been saying this in all my videos for a long time and i still get people sending me messages saying so do you think we should actually be out there viewing and i don't know how i could be any clearer even if you are thinking of buying a property in the middle of next year middle of 2023 um you should be out there viewing now okay so that's the golden rule golden rule be out physically viewing properties now, the next thing we're going to go through is the checklist of nine items that you must go through um, before you're ready to make your offer on the property when you find a property that you want to offer on. Okay. And the checklist, and then after that, after the nine checklist, we're then going to go through the seven rules, which if you follow, I can't guarantee it's going to happen fast, but it will happen if you follow these rules. And when you're thinking about buying a forever home, and let me remind you guys, I'm only talking to people who are looking to buy a home here, okay? If you're anyone else, it doesn't apply to you. <clears throat> you're all welcome to watch it, but this is for people who are looking to buy a home. So, nine rule, the nine item checklist, okay? The checklist of nine things, break it into three things, right? There are three checks against the property itself on your checklist, three checks against your situation, and three checks against your price, which we'll come to in a minute. So number one, the property. The three things that you need to check are, is this a home that you would love to live in? All right, given all your constraints and your budget and everything else, is it a home that compared to everything else, you, you actually think you would love to live in that home? Okay, it, it, this is important because if you, if you don't think that you're gonna love living in that home, then, um, it kind of undermines the psychology of everything else. So it needs to be a home that you really walk in and when you see it, you think to yourself, oh, I'd love to live here. I would love to live here, okay? Checklist number one, would you love to live there? And it's as simple as that. Can you picture yourself loving living in that home? And if you've got any doubts about that, the answer is no, okay? So that's checklist number one, item number one. Item number two, and you'll need a good conveyance to double check this lot and the agent as well, but you need to check the running costs of that property, okay? So not only the council tax and the heating costs, but if it is a leasehold property, you need to know before you can make an offer what the ground rent, the service charge, all those likely overheads of living in that property are going to be, okay? You need to find that out. You need to have that in your checklist. And if that's not ticked off in your checklist, don't make offers. Number three is the property's owner, is the seller, the situation of the seller, uh, a good match for your situation okay are they is it a probate sale is it a they're selling 
to downsize they need to, and they're motivated to sell quickly um or are they going to be in a long lengthy chain because again you there are some sellers and, and i won't go into details now because otherwise it'll make the video too long but there are some sellers whose situation is is not going to be conducive to you making an offer <clears throat> that gets you a bargain okay is the seller motivated can they move quickly to uh is the seller's situation in line with your situation okay can you help each other out with your with your needs to move okay so that's the three pro the property checklists can you would you love living there have you checked out all the running costs um and is the seller's situation in alignment with your situation number uh the second part of the three so numbers four five and six how strong is your need to move now unfortunately if your need to move is very high that works against you when buying a bargain okay and you need to factor this into your price when you work out your price later if your need to move is low well then it puts you in the driving seat when you're making bargains when you're offering on properties okay but if your need to move is urgent just bear in mind that you should factor that in when you make your offer okay because the, the more urgent your need to move the higher you're going to be paying a price for a property it's just it's like gravity you can't you can't fight it fight it okay um, so but work out your need to move and remember that when you're factoring your price number two your job security your long-term financial security to pay the mortgage is it good right and because this is really important as well you don't want to even be buying a property that's a bargain but still ever stretching yourself and finding yourself in a position that you can't afford it okay so just make sure that whatever your personal you maybe you and your partner circumstances are are conducive to, to moving quickly uh, and, and and especially if you're buying a home you plan to stay there for a long time okay um so that's the job security checklist okay D don't fall into the trap of being seduced by a bargain when your job security isn't strong enough to ensure that if things go wrong you don't end up risking losing that home okay so it's the job security checklist and again i'm not saying if you if you don't have a job security it doesn't mean you shouldn't go out and buy a bargain it just means you've got to factor it in in the, in the overall mix of things before you make your offer number three can you move fast it's so important to check these things out number one you need to have a mortgage in principle uh, or at least a mortgage broker with all of your details set up and ready to move when you buy property okay so if you haven't if, if you're going to need a mortgage and you haven't spoken to a broker first your offer is not going to be taken seriously okay um which lines me up for my quick plug for using my magic mortgage guys these are hand-picked independent brokers uh if you haven't already got a good mortgage broker that you trust these are guys who i trust go to this uh url my website mhwc.co.uk mortgage and they'll be in touch with you soon but number one get your mortgage in principle you gotta have your mortgage as much lined up as possible uh before you make your offer uh, and number two get a conveyancer lined up as well that doesn't mean you have to have a quote because often a conveyancer can't actually give you a quote until you know what the property is but at least have chosen the one that you think you want to work with which should be about talking to them what are they like when they answer the phone how helpful are they do they have time to talk to you someone that you feel comfortable working with as a conveyancer because if you say when you're a buyer placing your offer you've already got your conveyancing and your mortgage lined up you're going to rank higher than anyone else that may not okay 
So that is the uh, the three checklist items for your situation. Uh, your needs to move score, factor it in, your job security, factor that in, and making sure that you can move fast. You've got your mortgage ready as possible and your conveyancing as ready as possible, all right? And again, this is much more leaning towards first-time buyers than it is people who need to sell to buy. Um, but maybe there's some stuff you can take away from this as well. And the three last items are on the price. When you come to figure out your price, and we're going to spend more time on the price at the end, your price, your maximum price that you offer must be a price that if it's accepted, your feeling must be you are excited about proceeding to buy that property at that price. If your offer is accepted and it makes you go, oh God, actually that, that's too much money, then you know, you, you've got to go through in your mind, if this offer is accepted, am I gonna be still excited by proceeding or am I gonna be daunted? If you're daunted by the price, you're probably offering too much, all right? So this is your, your Item number seven on the checklist, would you be excited if your offer is accepted? Number eight, the price that you negotiate, having worked out what the property values are in the market that you're in, and having worked out how far you think house prices are gonna fall in that area, you've got to have the negative equity conversation with yourself. So if house prices do fall, how far do you think the worst case scenario fall is? And have you factored that in to your offer? Okay, um, because you want to, it's a lot of you who are saying to me that you want to move now and you're prepared to accept the house prices are going to fall file. That's cool. It means that you're factoring in the potential losses. But some of you are saying, look, I've worked for 10 years to save up my, my deposit here and I don't want it to just be wiped out in a year. Right. Even if I'm not planning to move, I don't want house prices to fall that my my equity is just gone. And so you've got to make sure that the price you're offering factors in the price falls that you're expecting and therefore factors in minimizing the chances of your negative equity. And even if you do end up in negative equity, it minimizes the quantity of the negative equity. OK. And the, the last checklist item is asking yourself, even if I'm not planning to sell in a few years from now, what happens if my life changes and I do need to sell? Am I going to be able to sell? And if the answer is no and you need to, you, you've got to think twice about walking away. You don't want to be trapped in a property that you can't sell. So just have that conversation. So those are the nine checklist items, okay? Um, golden rule, be out there viewing. Nine checklist items. One, do you love the property? Do you, do, would you love living it? Two, have you checked the running costs? Three, is the seller's situation in alignment with your situation? Four, factor in your need to move score into your thinking about price the more you need to move the more you're going to pay just deal with that um five job security is it good enough to go through the sale right now six have you got everything lined up so that you can move fast because when you make your offer better chance of it being accepted as a bargain if you're ready to move that's number six number seven are you excited at the price in your mind that you want to proceed at to, to move or are you daunted uh eight Make sure you minimize your potential losses and negative equity by making sure that you don't overpay. Nine, consider the possibility that you may need to sell before you think you do. And are you going to be able to with the price that you're offering? Okay. So those are the nine checklist items. And we're on to the main crux of this video now. Okay. And the main crux is the seven. This is the real nitty gritty. I'm assuming you've done all the checklists. I'm assuming you've been out there viewing and you found a property that you think might be uh, the bargain. Golden rule number one. You're not going to like this, guys. You're not going to like it. Of the seven rules, do not 
get attached to a property. Do not fall in love with it and get attached to it and think we have to have it, we have to have it. Because not only will the agent see you coming a mile off, they're trained to see that stuff, but you'll end up overpaying. You'll end up overpaying because you'll be afraid to lose it. And therefore you will buy the agent guff. I'll come on to the agent guff in a minute. And um, you'll, end up, you'll end up overpaying, okay, if, if you get attached. So you have to precondition yourself to not be attached, which is really hard sometimes, especially when you fall in love with a place, but you've still got to just accept maybe it's not the one, okay? So don't get attached is rule number one. Because if you break that rule, you're not going to get a bargain, okay? If you get attached and you want to overpay because you fall in love with it, that's fine, but you're not going to get a bargain. So the bargain hunting rule, number one, don't get attached. Rule number two, expect to walk away from that property. Expect to have your offer rejected. It is natural when you're going around offering, making very low offers that factor in everything that I've said, that your offer is just going to be rejected, whether it's the agent kind of smirking and laughing, going, yeah, that's not going to work, is it? Just expect it and don't worry about it, okay? Expect to have your offer laughed at, expect to walk away and be and be okay with that. Like literally be okay with that. Yeah, we're going to make an offer. It's going to get laughed at. We're going to walk away. It's fine, right? Just expect. It doesn't mean it's going to happen but expect that that's what's going to happen and be okay with it. This is giving you a bargain hunting superpower if you can do these things. Number three, on average, expect to view and make offers on 10 properties that you would be happy living in before you get your one that's actually accepted. All right? Just expect it. Nine out of 10 offers you make are going to get rejected. It might be less than that. And if you follow all these rules, you might get a bullseye on number one, right? You just might if you follow these rules. But again, if you end up having to look at 10 to get the one that is your bargain, it's still worth it, isn't it? Right? There are no shortcuts here, guys. Number four, and this is really important when it comes to holding your nerve in your negotiation, right? Disregard the guff, especially not just agents, guff, but also the salespeople selling new homes. They are professionals at intimidating you into thinking that your offer is a laughable joke, that they're not gonna drop the offer, that the seller's not gonna drop the offer. Um, and it's they are, I mean, they do it in their sleep, these guys, right? They're so good at it. And the simple way to deal with it is you just ignore it. You just expect it, disregard it. It's like, okay, cool, fine. The seller's gonna laugh the offer, fine. You're not gonna drop your price in this new house, that's fine, cool. You do, you just don't you don't even process it. Water for ducks back. Just thank you for your comments. So many of you are sending me comments, private messages saying the agents told us this, and the seller, the salesperson for the new home department has told us that, and they say they're basically saying that they're not going to accept your offer. Disregard it. Disregard. Sometimes it may be true. I'm not saying it isn't true, right? And if it is true, you're not going to get a bargain anyway, so it doesn't matter. But if it isn't true. A lot of you are being scared off from making offers on properties that actually you might get an offer accepted because they're going in too hard and scaring you away and being intimidating, okay? Just disregard it. Expect it. Disregard it. Like, I can't think of a better word than disregard it, and I can't think of a better word than guff, right? Hot, smelly air. Just, just yeah, 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 whatever, 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 okay? So that's golden. That's the rule number four out of seven is disregard the guff. Number five. And this is the one that a lot of you who've been following my advice and making offers on properties have been getting wrong. 
set your in your own mind set your maximum price that you're comfortable paying now i cannot stress this enough okay this goes against a lot of other people's advice but this is advice that has worked for me and it's worked for people that i've advised personally and it works now your maximum price people go just when i say set your maximum price you're comfortable with people only hear set your price you're comfortable with and then when they have that rejected, they realize actually they could have offered another five grand or another 10 grand. Well, if that's the case, then you didn't set your maximum price first time round. You were hoping to save a bit more money. And that goes against the rules of this bargain hunting game, right? You set your maximum price that you're comfortable paying to buy that home that you would love living in, right? Because this is not as much about getting a bargain as it is about securing a home that you want to live in at a sensible price that's not overpaying right that's what i mean by bargain you get a home you love it you want to live it and you you want to live in it and you get it for a price that is safe that's going to protect you from negative equity okay so set your maximum price now if you follow my rules and been out there doing the viewing and viewing lots and lots of properties you will be well informed and well equipped enough to know what the, the the right fair maximum price that you're comfortable with for that property is taking into account all of that long list of considerations okay this is another if you haven't been out viewing enough you're going to struggle to work out what your maximum price but your maximum price bears no relation to the asking price of the property okay because bad agents will overprice the property good agents will underprice it and get competing offers okay and you know often often or not if you are in a situation where you're, there are competing offers, then other buyers who don't realize how bad the market's gonna be, you're probably gonna overpay and you're gonna to have to walk away, but that's okay, because you prepared yourself to walk away, didn't you? So number five is set your maximum price. The price that you will not go higher than. The price that if it's a penny more, you'll walk away, right? It's got to be the maximum price. You cannot come back after and go, actually, we'd pay five grand more. Actually, we'd use a bit of our refurb budget to buy it then you didn't pay your maximum price first time around, okay? So I just really want to emphasize that, guys, because it's, it's where a lot of you have been falling down. You haven't entered your maximum price. You you then, the agents then go to someone else and they, go, and, and, you, and they don't want to hear you anymore because you set a price, you then come back. Having said it was your maximum price, you're then offering more, you've lost credibility. Number six, having set your maximum price, email your offer. Never give them your offer. In verbally, even if they're asking you for one, don't give your offer verbally. Email your offer, typically the day after. Don't be rushed into it by anything they say. Disregard the guff. Email them your offer the next morning. Okay, and just say this is our offer. You don't need to explain it. You can what what it is worth putting with the offer is our mortgage in principle is in place, and we've already got a conveyance lined up. And if our offer is accepted, we're happy to proceed immediately. Okay, so we can proceed without delay. Haven't got to wait for a conveyancer. Haven't got to wait for a mortgage. Everything's lined up. This is our offer. If our offer is unacceptable, that's no problem. We won't be offering any more than this. Uh, we'll be continuing our search elsewhere if this offer is not accepted. Right? We will not be offering more than this. Um, and then, rule number seven: be patient. Okay, almost certainly your offer will be rejected initially. But so many of you have private messaged me saying, oh, our offer is rejected. And I've said to them, I've said to you, be patient, just wait. 
and weeks later, one of you a couple, uh, earlier this week or yesterday said seven weeks ago they told us our offer was rejected and they just rang up seven weeks later saying, is our offer still good? Do we, do we still want to buy? So this is where the patience comes in, okay? You email your offer, you expect it to be rejected and you're just patient, okay? And guys, if you get to that point, right, you found a property that you love, you know what it's worth because you've been viewing properties there you um haven't got attached to it you're expecting to walk away you've been happy to view 10 properties to find one that actually gets accepted you've disregarded the agent's guff you've disregarded the the new home salesperson's guff okay you've gone through your checklist especially checking out any running costs of that property like leasehold costs that kind of stuff you've done all of your homework on the property disregard the guff set your maximum price email your offer and be patient that is how you get yourself a bargain home. When I say bargain, I mean a home that you have not ever paid for that you love, right? And this advice is especially relevant in a falling market. The advice actually is the same even in a rising market, okay? If you fall in love with a property in a rising market, you're gonna be overpaying. And I'm, you know, there have been people the last couple of years who have paid very, very, very high prices for their properties. Um, they sort of paid over market value you know, to get them because they needed one. And maybe their need to move was very high, so they were happy to do it. But guys, that is it. Those are my rules. I'm now gonna recap them. Golden rule, be out physically viewing properties. The nine checklist points. Can you see yourself loving living in that home? Have you checked out the running costs of the property? Is the seller's situation in line with yours and they can move quickly too? Factor in how urgent your need to move is. The higher your, your need to move, the higher your price is going to be paying is factor that into your price thinking. Job security. Don't overstretch yourself. Don't overstretch yourself. Even if it's a bargain, it's not worth overstretching yourself for unless you're prepared to lose it. Uh, six, make sure your mortgaging and convincing is lined up. Seven, Make sure that the price you come up with is one that you're excited to proceed at, right? Then you know you're not overpaying. The gut feel is there. You're not overpaying. Eight, minimize your losses. Make sure that your price factors in the likelihood of the price drops in the next couple of years. My view, 35%. Doesn't mean 35% off the asking price. It means 35% on average. There'll be regional variations there, and there'll be local variations and variations on asking price. But overall, I think price drops are going to be really quite big. Um, uh, and then number nine, just consider an, the, the unexpected need to sell. Okay, go through that checklist. Then the seven rules. Don't get attached, number one. Expect to walk away, number two. Be prepared to offer on 10 properties before you get one accepted, number three. Number four, disregard the agents and the new homes builders telling you why you're not going to get it. Just, just disregard it, right? Number five, set your maximum price that you won't go above. Don't start low and expect to go up. Just, just trust me, don't do that. Uh, that's less likely to get you an accepted offer than just coming there with your price and going, that's our price. It's take it or leave it price, right? Uh, six, email your offer. Don't give it verbally. And seven, be patient to wait. Now, do we have any questions on that? A couple of quick questions, and then I'm wrapping this one up. Do we have any questions, anybody? Um, ba -ba 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 -ba. Is the video dark? I'm sorry if the video is dark. Um, shouldn't be, looks quite good here. Um, any questions on those seven rules? That's what I'm looking for. Yes, I'm taking questions. Coney 2012, Redner, give me your questions. Um, uh, I'm only giving questions on the, the, uh, 
I'm just looking for questions that are relevant to this for this video. Um, um, should buyers be booking an independent survey on the property? Uh, that depends. If you're getting a mortgage, your lender is going to have a survey on the property anyway. And if there's anything they don't like about it, they'll be quick enough to tell you. If you're a cash buyer, it always makes sense to get an independent survey. Darren from Suffolk asks, wouldn't an estate agent blacklist you after rejection of a lower offer? No, why would they do that? You might be the only offer they've got. Uh, I've never heard of that. I mean, if if you're kind of dicking them about a bit and they think you're mucking them around and you're not really serious, then yeah, they're not going to come back to you. But um, if you have an offer rejected, they will come back to you. Agents don't blacklist people for, for offers unless you've just really pissed them off. <laughs> Joe Brown says, New Year's resolution, disregard the guff. Love it. Um, Ellen Herbert says, do I do consultancy for estate agents? Yes, I do. I've been doing that for a very long time. So I know exactly how estate agents work. Um, and my view here is that what I'm saying will actually help agents too, because we've got more deals done. Um, KD2657 on TikTok says, is it time to buy a house now? I know I get this question a lot, but it always it's always worth re-answering. And that is, if you need a home and you want a home and you've got the money to buy a home, buy one now as long as you don't overpay and if you're late to the live stream on tiktok go and watch this video on youtube where you can watch the playback and i go through the whole um uh um all the rules are going through on here um would any of my rules be different for a cash buyer uh says matthew slight on youtube uh, only the fact that you don't need a mortgage in place um uh but you will you should have a surveyor lined up for a private survey um uh, tips to avoid being gazumped. Guys, um, the only tip I can offer you, I mean, you know, if you're going to get gazumped, if someone more money than you and you can't pay any more, you're going to get gazumped. But the, the best thing you can do is be able to move very quickly. All right. Because, I mean, if there were ways to stop gazumping, it would be stopped. Um, but uh, gazumping happens. The only tip is be ready to move as fast as possible. The faster you move, the less chance of being gazumped. And you're unlikely to be gazumped in this um in this market jay tour says uh do i think next winter will be a good time to buy a first home yes i do if you can wait till then i do think that's good um uh john fagan same question do i think a buyer should wait a year to maybe see if prices drop if you if you don't if you're happy to wait if you're happy where you're living now and there's no urgency absolutely um Um, Original.ji says, I want to purchase my first property in or very close to London. Given the climate, is 35K enough? If you mean 35K for a deposit, yes. If you mean 35K cash to buy a property in, London, in or near London, no. That won't be enough. Uh, yes, she, uh, there's no age limit on first time buyers. So 49 years old, you're absolutely fine. Um, No, so Greg Archer on YouTube, is it best to offer the maximum at the start or save a bit for when it goes to best and final? If it goes to best and final, you're in a bidding war. You're not going to get it cheap. You're not going to get a bargain. And I'd be walking away from that. OK, if it's a house that you have fallen in love with and you're prepared to pay over asking price and get into a bidding war. Um, I mean, you're better off avoiding best and final competing bids by offering the maximum at the start, I think. I mean, in my view, you should always work out your, your your pricing strategy at the start and then stick to it, which is, this is the price, 
that's the offer take it or leave it we're walking away and they'll know if you mean it if, you, if, if, if it's true um michelle says when can i expect that what part of the country are you michelle because uh, it will vary regionally um, there are some places where everything's really behind the curve by the way guys this morning we're, we're on the 5th of december 2022 and this morning the guy who founded right move and who was the, the chairman of countrywide estate age for a long time has predicted that if 2023 has a deep recession that he expects house prices to come off 20 percent all right um uh, Thomas Moran asks, do you have to prove your income to be able to view properties or is that only, only in rented? Um, uh, that's kind of at the discretion of the estate agent, um, but it stands you in better stead to prove your income and prove your finances up front or to say that it's been done. If you've got a mortgage in principle, then you, they know you've already done that. Okay. Um, Captain Wrong, so I don't know how serious you are on, on TikTok, says that this man is a national treasure. Thank you, Captain Wrong. Awesome. I hope you meant that sincerely. And if you're taking the piss, fair enough. Um, yes, Joe Brown, thank you for confirming that. When you view a lot, you don't half work out who the good and bad agents are. Absolutely. Um, Nata4 on YouTube asks, when I say don't overpay, is a couple of thousand over the independent valuation okay? The don't overpay price is, is your price that you're comfortable at. So it's almost irrelevant what the independent survey says, um, because your price that you're paying is based on your desire to live in that property. Um, Adam on YouTube asks, is it better to wait for the dream home or get on the property ladder as quick as possible? You don't want to be living in a property that you don't love just to be on the property ladder. You know, I promise you there's your overall well-being, your state of mind, your enjoyment of life is affected and that is not a financial consideration you know you don't want to be buying a property and be tied into a property that every night when you come in from work you're like i don't really like living here you just don't want that you know it's it is more about it, it personally to me the answer to that is i thought it's enough to be the dream home it just has to be a home that you think i that you'd love living in you know i mean first flat i bought wasn't a dream home but i felt i wanted to live there i'm living there um yeah okay so here's a comment on, on properties on the market and when they're coming on so um to me bizarre phenomenon of estate agents telling sellers to launch their property on boxing day because boxing day is the day that uh is the peak viewing day for online property searches on Rightmove and Zoopla and those kind of sites. That's the highest views, right? So everyone's had Christmas Day, it's Boxing Day, they're fed up, they want to move somewhere else. So they all start going on the website to look. Now, if you need to sell, makes no sense to me to wait for the huge rush and be like the start of a marathon where you're just one in a huge crowd of tens of thousands. If you need to sell, I would get your property on the market now, now. Get it sold before Christmas, super fast. I would not, if you've got everything lined up, ready to go, and your agent is saying, wait, I said, I don't want to wait. I want to get ahead of the rush that's coming. And exactly when the rush of properties, I mean, there are going to be a lot of forced sellers, guys, coming in the new year. That's the point. Um, thank you, Captain Wrong. Glad it was genuine. Um, um, I've got to wrap it up soon, guys. Okay, here's the last question. 
Can you explain how asking prices are arrived at? For example, do they factor in the very current market? Brackets 10% off today's market equals good or 10% off record highs, not so good. No, asking prices are purely subjective. They are, they can be wildly different from the property's actual value, okay? Let me give you a few extreme examples. There are estate agents who'll go around to see someone who wants to sell their property and the seller is just an absolute ass who thinks that their property is worth double what it's worth. And the agent goes, do you know what? I'll list that property, even though I'm not gonna sell it because it'll make the other properties I'm selling look cheap. Cost me nothing, whack it on the right move, put it on my website, it'll set the look at you, right? So you get some sellers and, and to all of you who think that estate agents set prices, you are wrong. You are wrong. The higher the price on a property, the harder it is for an estate agent to sell. So why would they price it any higher? The only reason is to get your business. And because we reward dishonest agents in terms of overvaluing by giving them our business. And we penalize the honest agents by not giving them our business because we think that they're stupid and that they're undervaluing our home, okay? Um, so I'm afraid the answer to your question, Simon Cunningham, is of how asking prices arrived at is, it is a decision that's a, a, a arrived at between the seller and the agent, okay? And so you've got how unrealistic of an ass is the seller and how unprofessional of an overvaluer and desperate is the agent, okay? And when those two things are both bad, you get what you have, what's happening a lot now, where you get a lot of properties sitting on the market at just, frankly, insane prices. And everyone's just looking at them going, what are they on? 2020? You know, so 2021, when it was crazy high? Um... Um, guys, I'm going to call it there. Um, I've got to go. I'm afraid 37 minutes long. I hope that was useful. Send me your questions. So moving home with Charlie on Instagram and Facebook, uh, moving underscore Charlie on Twitter. Um, and yeah, I'm on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and, uh, YouTube and TikTok, obviously. Uh, guys, thank you for watching. Have a great evening. Thank you very much, all of you, for your support uh, of the channel. Uh, uh, remember to go to mhwc.co.uk slash mortgage. If you're watching on TikTok, there's a link to my link tree on my TikTok profile where you'll find all my links there as well. Um, and if, you're, if you've arrived at this live stream on TikTok late, you can watch it from the start on YouTube now. Thank you, guys. Good night. Good night, Ricky, Catherine, RJ. Uh, Michelle, Simon, Joe, Natter, uh, thank you very much. And thank you guys all on TikTok as well. Um, I'll see you on the next one. Bye, guys.